Well, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm glad to be a part of Inspiring Better Business, and I hope that these are helpful lessons that will help you in the process of owning and operating your business. Today, I'm going to talk about the subject, don't chase. What do I mean by don't chase? Well, uh, this lesson is a little bit more for a person that maybe has employees and has uh, uh, or at least one or two employees, and it's regarding uh, the employment or the human relations or the ability to retain employees that are very vital to your success. Uh, you see, if you have a lifestyle business or you have a, a, a business that's a, a, a necessity just to get along and, and you're just, you're the, you're the everything. You mop the floor, you cook the, you cook the food, you serve it. I mean, whatever it is, you're everything. Well, that's a pretty well a lifestyle business because you can raise to the level of lifestyle that that occupation will, will afford you but you've got to pretty well go to work every day in order to make that money come in. What I'm talking about is when you get to the point that you're hiring those first two or three or four or five people and you're moving into systems and procedures, you're really a, a critical part of this, but you now have a few critical uh, uh, people in your, in your business that, that are uh, what you would be consider very important to you. And if you lost them, you're going to be tempted to chase after them and to try to convince them not to leave you. Boy, the more you're locked into someone that's uh, important to you, the, the, the more temptation that's got to be. And I'm going to suggest that you don't chase them. You know, I have 60 employees, and this has happened in this business, and I'll give you another example of a previous business. And, and so I've lived this. And so recently our uh, economy has turned down a little bit, and uh, we're not offering as much overtime, and that means our workers are not getting quite as much pay because they're not working as, as long as they were with extra time and a half for overtime. And, and, you know, we got wind that some of them are looking around to maybe change and move away and go to another customer another company, not our customers, but another company. Oh, some of them, I don't want to lose them. But you know, I have to stop for a moment and say, number one, have I been paying a fair wage? Have I been paying a, a good benefits? Have I been giving them more than what would be expected for the pay that I'm paying them? And if I answer that cor correctly and I say, yes, I have, then you've got to Wave that temptation now to start a process of chasing after that person and in a way kind of begging them not to leave by now raising their pay. You're going to create a scenario that you're going to become known for that. And the others are going to now, rather than having a regular scheduled or some communications on when a review and a legitimate review for pay could be done, you're going to have others saying, well, the only way I'm going to get a raise is if I go in there and threaten, threaten that I'm going to leave and I'm going to find out whether or not they really want me or not. Oh, that's not a good situation. And some people have done this. Some of your workers have done this. Now, we have a great lineup of workers, and this is not a common problem, but I've seen it happen. And you've got to be able to, to hold your ground and basically say, based on my evaluation, we are paying a fair wage a high, on the high end of a fair wage for what we're asking our workers to work. And if that's the case, then you've got to be able to evaluate each person 
and have a system to evaluate. And as they improve their skills, in our case, we have uh, what we call junior machinists that are just getting started. And we have the most uh, senior machinists that we have had 25 years experience. No, they don't make the same pay based on their experience and based on their ability to produce parts and more difficult parts. And so you're going to have to have a way of making sure that we call them uh, incremental uh, skill uh, increase of skills means an increase of pay. So that's okay to, to determine that. And so uh, what happened recently is uh, we had that happen and uh, we just said, you know, we're paying a fair amount. And one participant, as I understand it, and maybe not totally done at this point, but uh, this person, no, he's going to stay with us. And after he's made that decision is a good time then to say, you know, we have an evaluation and here's a small pay increase. In other words, we didn't chase them, but we did analyze the situation and maybe we could give them a little more money for their pay. See, if you get in the habit of that, then you're going to be known for that, and people are going to be expecting you to chase after them. Some workers will uh, are not sure where they stand, and they'll start a little rumor. They'll start uh, just try to analyze: Am I that important to this company? Uh, not all of not none. Of, we have employees that have been with us 30 years. Some that's been with us 20 years. Some of those been with us 12 to 15 years. They don't play that game. But every once in a while, we'll have somebody new in, and they'll say, well, let me just check it. And that rumor will, will go around, and let's see if they'll chase me. Well, that's not going to work, not at our business. Now, the same thing's kind of true when uh, you're dealing with uh, a particular customer. You know, uh, we work for customers where we have to maintain a certain income in order to pay our bills. And we don't like to work for a customer that's going to uh, kind of give the hint that they're going to go to another company instead of us and, and, and unless we lower the price. Well, we can't just lower the price arbitrarily. If the price is right, we need to hold with that. We had that happen on a part, uh, as a family of parts, and our customer came to us and said, you know, we're going to send this whole family of parts. And believe it or not, it was uh, three quarters of a million of dollars per year. $750,000 worth of business was threatened to go to Mexico. And if we didn't lower our price significantly, well, we looked at the situation and we discussed the possibility of lowering the price. It included bringing in what we thought would be sub-quality materials from a foreign source. And, and we weren't sure that we could maintain the quality. And this was enough business that I, I did lower, was willing to lower my price a little bit, but not nearly chase what they needed. And guess what happened? All of that business went to another customer company in Mexico. And it was 15 months later that they came back begging us to take those back because it didn't, the, the deal wasn't as good on the, on the other side of the ground. The deal wasn't that good that when they analyzed everything, they came back and we've been doing that same part. And guess what? I never lowered the price of a dime. And so this is going to take a maturity level on whether or not you're, you're dealing with your customers or with, uh, or with uh, your, your employees, uh, that you can't get in a habit of chasing after them, almost begging them to stay with you one way or another uh, because it puts you out of control. Uh, do, your, do your homework, know where you're at, make sure you're being fair with everyone, and then I would say hold your ground. Hope this is helpful. This is to those that are a little farther down the line in business. Thank you.